0: Hey fans, welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm your host, Taylor Ahrens, and this is a no-level playing field because I'm calling the shots on these interviews, and nothing is off-limits. So step up to the plate, it's game on. Hey fans, I hope life is treating you well, and we are already in February. Ooh, the month of love. And February is a big month for me, and it's starting off with going to Pro Bowl this weekend. So I went to Pro Bowl in 2020 and I haven't seen my Pro Bowl sisters since then because last year it was canceled and we had to cancel our whole reunion trip. So this is the first time we're getting back together since we've seen each other and I couldn't be more excited to see the girls and we rented a house. It's going to be so much fun. It's a girls' trip to Vegas, and I'm getting to go to the game. So it's going to be so cool to check out Allegiant Stadium. It's the first time I've been there. Also, I'm going to get to cheer on the 2022 Texans Pro Bowl cheerleader. So shout out to her because she's amazing. And I can't wait to see her shine out there. Another person I'm excited for my listeners to get to see Shine is my next guest Aaron Hansford. If you're an Aggie, you know him. And if you're not an Aggie, you're going to get to know him because hopefully you'll be watching him on Sundays in the fall. And this weekend he's headed off to the Reese's Senior Bowl, which is one of many events on his road to the draft. So get your pom-poms ready fans. It's game time and I'm kicking it off to Aaron Hansford. Welcome to Sideline Attraction. I'm so excited you're on the podcast and I'm so excited to get to know the amazing Aaron Hansford and you just wrapped up your super senior season at A&M. And so for my listeners, tell them what a super season is. How many seasons did you play?
1: In total, I have been a part of the team for six seasons.
0: Six. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. So I can imagine that when you first started, it's a lot different because you were recruited by Coach Sumlin, right?
1: Yes, I was.
0: Okay, so how was that getting a new coach? Because I know for me, my rookie season, I had a new coach, and that transition actually ended up being really great. So what was that like getting a new coach?
1: It was very interesting, I guess you could say. I had like mixed mixed thoughts about it at first because mm-hmm. I really liked Coach Sumlin. He, he recruited me personally. I'm coach Rosani. So not having them there was, like, kind of, like, I felt kind of lost at first because I was like, dang, like, people were, like, kind of part of, like, my family in a way. Like, I've gotten to know them very well. So then Coach Fisher comes aboard, and I didn't know much about Coach Fisher. I wasn't, like, necessarily recruited by him. So I had a lot of question marks, just, like, how are things going to play out? What is this new coach going to be like? Is he going to like me or like, you know what I mean? Just kind of yeah. like the self conscious thoughts that go through any player's head when a coaching change happens. But as the years went on, went on I started to get a feel for how Coach Fisher wanted the program to be run. And I agreed with him on how it should be and wanted to do my best in any way I could to make sure that that football team was where he wanted it to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you have really proven yourself. I mean, being there for six years. And how did you even end up in Aggieland? Because I know A&M is a special place. I consider myself an adopted Aggie because my parents went to A&M and so did my brother. And they've had season tickets since I've been a little girl. So I've grown up in Aggie world and I know all about it. But I have a little piece of a in me because I went to A&M Commerce for my master's. So I got a little bit in me. Where are you from originally?
1: Uh, well, I'm from Washington, D.C., which is very far away. from call Station, Texas. So a lot of people from my area don't end up here at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that I did was, was a stretch to begin with. But I ended up here mainly because regardless of any of the coaches' relationships that I've had, it was mainly my family. My family had moved down here my junior year in high school when I stayed in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family was living in Houston at the time. And they missed out on a kind of a lot of important dates of high school. Like they missed my prom and a few games. So I kind of just, you know, wanted to be somewhere close to them to where they could easily come see me. I know at one point I was like committed to UCLA for a brief period of time. But then I realized that my family wouldn't be able to go to the games that often because they would have to fly in. It's really expensive to live in L.A., and it just wasn't as much of a possibility for them to be there and to support me the way that they wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So I tried to find a school that I really liked and enjoyed, but still was close to them at the same time. And A and worked out perfectly.
0: Yeah, that this sounds perfect because your parents go to pretty much every game, right?
1: Yeah, they've been every pretty cool. much.
0: Yeah, it's great to have a great support system. My family goes to all my Texans games. So I love that you're such a big into your family. And it's awesome to have that support. So how do you like College Station compared to D.C.?
1: Uh, They're completely different.
0: It's kind of like (laughs) black and white. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, basically,
1: D.C.'s, you know, the capital of the country. It's it's not a huge city, but it's compact. There's a lot in it.
0: Because did you
1: Um, live in the city? In the north part of the city, uh, which was more residential area, less like museums and less business corporate buildings. But it was like housing community uh, north of D.C. That's where I grew up at. But D.C. to College Station. Yeah, it was a culture change for me for sure. Like When I first got down here, I was like, man, like what did I get myself into?
0: (laughs) They're like, hey, y'all,
1: what's up? (laughs) I was like, oh, my gosh. it was just a completely different culture, but I don't know. I felt like I adapted pretty quickly. I kind of just just got to meet people and just understand how things in Texas are run. And honestly, like I, I grew to really like it very much. Actually, I think it Call of Station as my second home. I've been here for a while and I'm very comfortable here and I've got to experience, you know, some of the most exciting times of my life in Call Station. So I think D.C., Holds a dear place in my heart because that's where I grew up. But call station is also good to kind of spread your wings and go find something different.
0: Texas is so hard to beat. I've lived in so many places and I uh, just something about Texas. I'm all, always, always come back to home in Texas.
1: Always come back to Texas. It's huh?
0: <laughs> a holy place. <laughs> so let's yeah. talk back about football. You are a linebacker, correct?
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, so tell us about the different linebacker positions because I know there's not just one linebacker out there on defense.
1: No, there's not one. There, we, Well, in some defenses, there's three. Right. But in our particular defense, our base package, we ran a two linebacker set. Mm-hmm. So there was two. Both are kind of considered outside to inside linebackers. They're interchangeable in a way. Yep. Um, so I, I would consider myself as an outside linebacker just because – Typically, the outside linebackers are more in coverage and they also blitz off the edge. And those are kind of some things that are are some of my strengths. So I would consider myself that.
0: Honestly, in my opinion, I don't think the defense gets enough respect. So y'all are hustling out there and you, you get like behind big defensive linemen and you have to get all the way up to the quarterback. So I think it's pretty impressive of what y'all do. So shout out to y'all. You haven't always played just... Linebacker. You've played other positions, correct? And what other positions have you played?
1: For a And I, I started as receiver uh, my freshman year, and then during the off season, I put on some weight, and they figured that I could play tight end. So they tried me out at tight end, and it worked. And then after Coach someone left, that's when I changed my position to the defensive side of the ball, just to get a new feel for uh, the new coaching staff and other strong suits that I had. And I feel like I could contribute more to the team that way. Right. So I switched over to linebacker.
0: Was it your decision to move a linebacker or was it kind of a mutual decision?
1: It was solely my decision at first. Then my coaches kind of agreed with it after um, a brief discussion with Coach Fisher. And I guess the linebacker coach at that time was Coach Pivotow. Yeah. And Coach Elko was the defensive coordinator. They all accepted me onto the defense side. So it made it easier for the transition. But it was definitely my decision because I felt comfortable doing it. And yeah. I had went to Fisher's office one day uh, during, I think it was the first spring he was here. And basically I walked in mm-hmm. and he was asking me how my recovery was coming from my uh, injury that I had. Because I was still on IR when he got there. Uh-huh. And I told him, I was like, you know, recovery is coming well, but there's something else I want to talk to you about. And I brought it up. I said, hey, I, I would like to play linebacker when I get back from this injury. I think that will be something that I could do to help this team out.
0: So mm-hmm. I bet he was not expecting that when you walked into his office. But it sounds like you persuaded him pretty well.
1: Pretty confident about it. I knew I knew what I was capable of. So yeah. I would, Myself in a, in a situation to where I think that I wouldn't succeed in. I'm glad that my coaches took that took that on and took the challenge on for me to learn the playbook and train me the right way to develop to become the starting linebacker eventually.
0: Yeah, I, I respect that, and your hard work has seriously paid off. Because I mean, the Senior Bowl is coming up, and you got invited to that, and that's a huge honor. Like. That's only the ones that are considered NFL draft prospects to be there. So this girl loves anything crafty. So you have to tell me, how did you get invited to the Senior Bowl?
1: Well, I had gotten invited by uh, Jim Nagy. He's Mm the director of the entire operation over there in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. And basically, they sent me a box. (laughs) I hope this
0: box had Reese's in it.
1: Honestly, I was expecting it to have Reese's in it. It didn't have any Reese's in it. It's okay. They had a hat. I had a hat. okay. I kind of was expecting to get the Senior Bowl invite this year. I had received it last year. And I accepted it last year, but then I decided to come back again for one more season. So I figured that if all went well this season, that I would still get one for next year. As long as, you know, I just gave everything my best and I've played well. So God grant that I did. And I was able to uh, receive another, another Reese's bowl invite this year.
0: That's incredible. So before y'all head there, do they give you any information in advance? Like I know when I went to pro bowl, they sent me like all the dances beforehand and then we got together. So did they give you like a playbook or anything? Or do you just kind of go?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I I really don't know how this thing plays out. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because I I, can imma- I was thinking about that. I was like, I can imagine that, like, cheer- putting cheerleaders together doesn't seem that hard, but putting, like, a whole football team together, that seems mm-hmm. like, hmm. <laughs> well, they give us, like, a week.
1: Um, okay. So we practice, like, every day, I guess. They give us, like, four or five days to do drills, practice with each other, do one-on-ones, stuff like that. And I'm guessing during that time, like, we would be learning some a few plays. I mean, there's only so many plays you can implement in one week and play a game at the end of it. But, you know, I guess that's probably when we will end up learning the playbook rather than the uh, – I don't think they would ever want to send that on the Internet.
0: Oh, shoot. I didn't even think about that. And I bet those coaches do not want their playbooks out there for everyone to see. But you also have two big pre-draft events coming up. You have the Combine and Pro Day. So let's start with the Combine. That's where you show off all your skills with other players in your same position. And so when you're preparing for the draft, you have to get ready for the combine. So is your training different than you train for football for the combine?
1: I would say so. It's still like at the combine. So obviously you have like the testing period where it's 40 yard, vertical, shuttle cone, bench press and stuff like that. I know that 40-yard dash training is different than normal training for football, but it still correlates very well. All the drills that they would have us do at the combine correlates to football in a way. But then I know they have like an open field period to where each player will get a chance to showcase their, their uh, skill set of like footwork and whatnot in the open field as they have a coach go over drills with them. So I would say that the workouts, they're slightly different. But they're still effective both for football and combat. Right.
0: They, they intermix. Okay, so where are you going to train for that?
1: Probably be training at Exos and Frisco, okay. most likely. That I had to talked to the head trainer up there to start getting ready for that as soon as the new year rolls around.
0: I know there must be tons of training facilities to choose from. So, how did you choose Exos? What stood out about them? I
1: just really agreed with everything that he had told me about how he runs uh, his facility to what the players eat there because they meal prep the players. And they also uh, just talk about his training style and the science that he incorporates with the training. I I just felt like that would definitely optimize my ability to go perform the best, just Mm -hmm. what he was able to tell me and show me while I was visiting with him. So basically, that's kind of what persuaded me to want to go training with him. You know, I always want to be around the best. And if someone can tell me and show me that they're the best, like, why not?
0: Yeah, why not? I mean, Aaron Hansford only needs the best and he needs someone that understands him and is on the same mindset. So now that we learned a little bit about the combine and where you're training, let's switch on over and talk about pro day. For my listeners that don't know what pro day is, it's where you show off your skills, but the scouts and everyone come to you, come to your school. So they'll be coming to a and So is that already on your schedule?
1: Not been announced yet. Okay. No, I think they'll do that later on.
0: So can you tell my listeners how Pro Day is different from the Combine? It's similar to the
1: Combine. It's basically exactly like the NFL Combine, but you just do it at your preferred college. You go over the same drills, same testing. Scouts are able to come there and watch you on hand and on the field perform all the drills and testing there. So it's the same situation, but a lot of players like to do the pro day because they're more comfortable being in their uh, college setting rather than being in like an NFL setting. with, You know, not very much of a support system. When you're at the combine, it's kind of just like you by yourself out there with a bunch of other athletes trying to prove themselves. When you're at the pro day, it's the same thing, but it's your teammates. Mm -hmm. And also your coaches are there watching you and your family fortune so i think that's very good that pro day allows athletes to get both those environments and uh test in both of them to see which one they do better at.
0: i love that for some reason when i perform in front of like my family and people i know i get more nervous do you ever feel that <laughs> i don't know why um, i yeah, perform I in front of that. like seventy thousand people that don't know me and i can mess up and i'm like who cares like they'll never see me again but if it's, like, yeah. my family or friends, I'm like, shit, if they see me mess up, like, they're going to, I'm going to oh, yeah, get sick for it the rest of It's a little
1: performance anxiety. Yeah. Same way. I feel the same way. Because, like, it's people that know you personally. So, you know that they're going to be watching you personally. Mm-hmm. When you're around a pe- bunch of people that you don't know, like, it's kind of like whatever, who cares what they think. But I feel like when it's people that you care about that are at the game, you yeah. want to sh- do your best. and You want to show them that, you know, you know your stuff. So... I definitely feel that. I feel that every game, every home game, especially. It's like, I know a bunch of people in the stands right now and I want to perform the best I can do in front of them. That's all that is.
0: You you want to put it on a show.
1: Exactly.
0: Do you ever get, like, nervous before a game day? Does that ever make you nervous?
1: I do get anxious before games. So because of that, I do get performance anxiety sometimes. It kind of comes and goes, you know, but... Yeah, there's been a few cases where, like, I would throw up before a football game or something really? like that. And yeah, just because my stomach you get the butterflies and all yeah. that. And it, for me, it's like better to get it out now rather than like
0: right. and, <laughs> and back <on> the No, <laughs> <of the field. laughs> you're human. You get nervous because you care. Exactly. I would be. I would be nervous if you weren't getting nervous because that means you wouldn't
1: care. Exactly.
0: Well, once all of this is over, all this stuff, you'll just sit back and relax before the draft. That is going to be nice to look forward to. And so do you have any draft plans yet? Will you attend the draft or will your family and friends have a party? Do you have any plans?
1: I haven't made up any plans yet. I'm just kind of like focused on the training core part right now. Just trying to make sure I boost my draft stock as high as it can go. Mm -hmm. And then let everything just fall in place. We'll probably come up with draft plans when everything most likely towards the end of training. Just because I want to focus on boosting my draft stock as yeah. high as it can do. Make sure that I'm in peak physical shape. Give it all you got. And then afterwards, probably worry about the draft plan.
0: But no, mm-hmm. I think that's a great mentality. Like just focus on the training and then everything else will fall into place.
1: Exactly. Okay. I think so.
0: I love that about you. You just take it day by day. Carpe diem. It's <laughs> a <The> good mentality. <laughs> I'm the same yes. way. <laughs> Can't get too yeah. far ahead of myself. <laughs> but you have a lot of exciting stuff going on in 2022. <laughs> so you have a new puppy, correct? How is she?
1: I did get a puppy. It's a little brown Dalmatian. Mm-hmm. And she's a sweetheart. I love her very much already.
0: How um, are you doing? She- is she testing your skills?
1: <laughs> she's testing me. That's for sure. <laughs> I have a lot of free time right now, so it's mm-hmm. it's been, I'm grateful for that. It's been very good, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Ha- not everything has been perfect. Mistakes are made. A oh, puppy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mistakes are made, but, you know, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. They're not doing it on purpose. So as long as they get a little better each day, that's all I'm looking for. Just, yeah. just a little better each day than one day. Just one everything is step in stone. <laughs> yeah, everything's gonna be all right but she's a sweetheart she's asleep right now I've had to put her to bed for a little while
0: oh well shout out to zelda she actually has an instagram so everyone should go follow sweet baby zelda on instagram i will yeah. say needs i think she needs a little more pink in her instagram princess needs a
1: little a- more pink
0: a little bit more
1: <laughs> i think i'll add a little pink in there for her okay perfect
0: well now we're gonna play a game where i call the shots. I got my pom-pom here. Shot? I call the shots. It's called a 2 okay. drill. And I know you're used to doing some drills. I'm going to ask you for two minutes questions on my pom-pom that are just filled on here. Okay. I know you're ready.
1: It sounds yeah. like fun. I've never played this game before.
0: All right. I I'm. I hope not. It's only silent attraction
1: edition. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: All okay. right.
1: It's like exclusivity right there.
0: Okay, I'm starting your clock in three, two, one. Ferrari or Lamborghini?
1: Ferrari or Lamborghini? I would go with a Lamborghini.
0: Be painfully aware or blissfully arrogant?
1: Mm, Painfully aware.
0: Barefoot or shoes? Shoes. Canada or Mexico? Canada. Swim with dolphins or sharks?
1: Dolphins.
0: Be a bee or a wasp?
1: Ooh, I would be a wasp.
0: Take or pie pie test the water or jump right in it
1: test water (laughs) if it's too cold i can't
0: (laughs) exceptionally strong or intelligence intelligence underdressed or overdressed underdressed gummy worms or bears uh gummy worms be a master of tactics or strategy strategy Highest mountain or deepest sea? Highest mountain. Die by an electric chair or a lethal injection?
1: (laughs) Lethal injection. Please.
0: That one is brutal. Fish or shark?
1: I would say shark.
0: Chased by a thousand scorpions or ten lions?
1: I say scorpions.
0: Hide and seek or obstacle courses?
1: Obstacle courses.
0: Loved or feared? Loved. Dine in or delivery?
1: Dine in or delivery? Dine in.
0: Beautiful. Well, you rocked my two minute drill. (laughs) Thanks for playing (laughs) along. (laughs) So, before we go, Mm -hmm. I need to know one good fact about Aaron Hansford we have not learned today.
1: One good fact
0: Mm -hmm.
1: that we have not learned today Aaron Hansford loves to go on mission trips around the world.
0: Really? How many mission trips have you gone on?
1: I've been on three out of the country so far. I've been to Ecuador back in 2011. And then 2017, I was in Haiti. And then 2019, I was in the Dominican Republic. Wow. Doing work there.
0: How long were y'all there? Each trip was about a week long, I would say so. I bet that's, like, super rewarding. Yeah, it
1: is. Like, just getting, being able to see how other people live and how Mm. other cultures are and, like, what they value is very intriguing to me. It's just, like, there is a world outside of America and people live very differently Mm -hmm. in each different place. And I think it's amazing. Like, people tend to, like, forget that there are, Seven to eight billion people out there, or so. I don't know how many exactly people are in this world, but it's around seven billion. There's a, there's a lot of people, <laughs> you know. And it's just like, why not go experience where a few places at least? You can't go everywhere, but a few places where people are from, just to see how it is. And I think it's very rewarding for people who love traveling and who love giving back and just seeing other people smile because love is language that everyone speaks Mm -hmm. regardless of like regardless of language or background or anything like if you do something to show love to somebody they're going to feel it and they're going to smile you know
0: yeah i do well thank you so much for coming on the podcast and where can people find you
1: people can either follow me on twitter or instagram Mm -hmm. they're both the same handle it's aaron the real mvp
0: the real mvp where did that come from
1: so back in high school, I remember Kevin Durant. He's from the DMV. After one of the games, they asked him about his mother. They were like, or something like that. And he was like, Yeah, like my mom is a real MVP. And I don't know, that's it just always stuck in my head. Like his, he said his mom was a real MVP. So I kind of wanted to get creative and created a social media tag. And I was like, You know what? Aaron's a real MVP. Aaron's a real MVP. So that's going I believe my heart that I'm the MVP in my own ways to myself (laughs) regardless of what other people think
0: yeah as long as you believe it I believe it I'm a believer I'll give you the MVP title well I appreciate your time (laughs) again and I can't wait to cheer you on as you hopefully accomplish your dreams you've been working hard so thank you again
1: thank you Miss Taylor for having me
0: I really appreciate it